Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Hello, everyone. Happy Saturday night. I am Robert DeFelice. I am your host for the evening. This is your Fightful.com AEW Saturday Collision post show. I'm not normally here, but I'm joined by somebody who is here every Saturday night here on Fightful and someone who I haven't actually worked with on this channel, but I'm very excited to tonight. Iridian Fierro, my rest friend. How are you? I'm doing so fantastic, Robert, and thank you so much for stepping up. You know, Rick and Krista couldn't be here with us tonight, but we got the Fightful Collision Cowboy himself, Robert DeFelis, to join us. So, Robert, super excited to work with you. Let's party it up tonight. Let's let's party it up. It was a crazy show. There were Hall of Famers. There were uh, hot, flexible wives, Miro's over here beating up people. But we want your input. We want your Humper Chats and your Super Chats. So get that all in there at HumperChats.com. And yeah, guys, we're just going to be rocking it tonight. As always, we appreciate your support over at Fightful.com and Fightful Select, the best $5 in the industry for all the latest breaking news. But Iridian, before we get into it, what's your overall thoughts on tonight? Oh, man, what a great show. I thought it was just so entertaining. The beginning and the end ended just the same. A hot mess. You know, I live for the drama, Robert. How did you like tonight's show? I, I Collision is my favorite show, bar none. It's changed a little bit since a certain Chicago native is no longer on the show, but they've since gotten Adam Copeland, who's my favorite wrestler of all time. So, you know, I love Saturday Nights on Collision. And this show was top to bottom pretty stacked. But you mentioned it. The way you started with a great, basically a, a cluster muck, you might say, because we get Adam Copeland kicking off the show. He wants to address Christian Cage. He wants to address Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay's telling him to, you know, GFY. Christian Cage is just, he's really turned into quite the uh, 
the mean father figure in AEW, but he comes out with security. He says the security is there for Adam because, you know, he doesn't want to end Adam's AEW run before it begins. And of course, Christian says he wants a fair fight tonight with Danielson. BCC is banned from ringside. That brings out Danielson. It says, I'm glad you want that because I got Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus banned from ringside. And then it takes a turn here because out comes Ricky Starks, who's like, I don't care about none of you. And you're all taking up my time on my show. I'm Mr. Collision. And then that brings out FTR, who say, we didn't care about a rematch. We're going to earn it because we're the best in the world. And then, of course, everybody fights. And security gets beaten up. Poor security already. And and that kind of sets the tone for tonight. But what are you thinking when you hear... BCC band, Nick Wayne, Lucia Torres band. And we also got a little bit of rated FTR action. What did you think? Well, first of all, how rude of Christian to go ahead and ban BCC. The Blackpool Combat Club, I absolutely love. I think we cannot get enough of them weekly. So to not have them on collision, very sad because I am probably the biggest fan of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, I'm the unofficial member. I don't know if you know this, Robert, but unofficial member of the Blackpool Combat Club is me. I could be the CJ Perry in the Blackpool Combat Club. And for them just to not be existent on tonight, I'm like, okay, well, it's fine, I guess. But, you know, also Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus were not allowed to come out. So I'm like, all right, seems like a fair fight. I'm here for it. It was very unexpected to have Ricky come out with Big Bill. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Are, are we going to have like a fatal four-way tag team match? What's happening? And FTR came out. Security. There was just so much. So, so much. And I was here for the drama. <laughs> uh, you know, the drama is great. And I will say, you could be the member of the BCC if the B stood for bedazzled. I've seen the work you do. It's tremendous. But... As far, as far as a fair fight, I think we leave that to Claudio Wheeler and Danielson. But we got a great super chat here from Darren Walker that says, Welcome, Robert, and always great to see the lovely Iridian. She is fantastic. I could not agree more. So and kind. Then, so kind. Thank you, Darren. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Then we kept it rolling with a video package of MJF taking part in the Stand Up for Jewish Hate rally that took place earlier this week. He met with the owner of the was the New England Patriots that he met with? Oh, yes. Yeah, that very cool for MJF. Very <laughs> he called him a mark. He's like he's a mark for MJF. Yeah, I, well absolutely. Like who isn't? And I'm glad to see MJF getting to share in causes that really mean something to him. But this was actually pretty standard. No, not not a lot of gimmicks here, just MJF doing something cool outside the ring. Yeah, and this was nice to see. We don't get to see a lot of these like personal like real life person promos from mjf so i think we kind of saw max tonight in this one which was really refreshing yeah and i think you're gonna see more of that as the weeks go on and as we see more of this story here but then we get to someone who knows mjf very well smojo he's on a collision course to find his hunger he wants to be world champion and he retained the ROH TV title by defeating Willie Mack tonight. Not much of a surprise to me. I don't like the overall direction of ROH because a lot of it takes place on AEW. I wish there was more separation. That being said, I always love seeing Samoa Joe kick some ass, and he did that tonight. What would you think? 
Yeah, uh, I wrote down in my notes, the hits were hitting because everything just sounded so hard in this match. Uh, it was really great. This, this was the first match of the night to start off the show. So I think that the chemistry that they had really worked because they had a really good back and forth. But man, Joe is just something else. This man is so vicious in the ring. It's it's kind of scary, you know, <laughs> but I, I love it. I'm here for it. This is what makes Joe dominant and so entertaining to watch that, you know, and he's just going to go be in the ring and kick ass, essentially. You know, I really think that Samoa Joe is the embodiment of professional wrestling. And this match was about what you expected. It was big, meaty men yeah. slapping meat. And I, I never get enough of it, especially when Joe's doing it. But, you know, we go from big, meaty men slapping meat to somebody who's very familiar as CJ Perry pops up. And she's just watching, so looking for new clients. She's hanging out with Lexi. They're you know, having a good time. And actually Andretti shows up and he's just like, hey, I want I want to work with you. You know, like if you didn't know, now you know I'm actually Andretti. And he should not have said his name. He should not have, you know, gone up to CJ on camera. I think sometimes, guys, if the woman is married, at least don't do it in front of the live television camera. Because that didn't work out for him so well later in the night. And I'll just, we'll get to it right here. Because Miro is in a vignette and he's already got Action Andretti's head in his hands. Like, I will destroy every man to protect the woman. This is the word of the Redeemer. And I guess my question for you, Aridian, as someone who loves the drama. Yes. Why isn't this married couple just talking it out privately? Because that's not entertaining. That is not sports entertainment, Robert. And I'm glad that you brought up these promos because they were the best promos of the night. CJ Perry came out and said that she was going to take gold, make champs, and make stars. And Action Andretti putting his name in the list of contenders, I was like, okay, you know, very interesting. I didn't really think of Action Andretti as someone who CJ could be managing, but I don't hate it. I don't know if that's going to happen because Miro replied by kidnapping, literally kidnapping Action Andretti. And he was like, oh, CJ, she's just going to be consumed by chasing the gold, consumed by following the, the, the lights and the cameras. And there's not going to be anything left of her. So now I have to save her. And if I have to beat up everyone that she's thinking about representing in order to save her, then I'm going to do that. And that right there is what I want. I take my money. I am here for it. I I need sequels. I need a separate reality show all about this. I am a thousand percent here for it. But my question for you, Robert, is who do you see CJ Perry managing? Um, I had maybe like Hook, but after seeing what happened to Action Andretti, maybe not Hook, right? <laughs> I think the best swerve would be a woman. Because, I mean, honestly, Miro is just so focused on the men and he's so consumed by being the only man in his wife's life. Maybe maybe there's a dominant woman. There's a Layla Hirsch in Ring of Honor. There's somebody who can bring the gold in a way that Miro's not expecting. That doesn't necessarily take him off the hook either because if we're following the continuity... Liv Morgan interrupted that wedding. We know that something can go on there. You know, I think that would be a great swerve. So I'd like to see a woman, and I'm going to go ahead and say Layla Hirsch, if she's ever called up from ROH or someone of that ilk. 
I think should be somebody that uh, CJ Perry manages. Yeah. What about you? Who do you think uh, CJ Perry should be managing? I was thinking maybe Lance Archer. We haven't seen him in a little bit. Lance would be good. Also, Griff Garrison, who is uh, Jack Perry adjacent, right? We're trying to separate them. Also, Jack Perry. I feel like there's just a lot of people who could possibly um, be used in this capacity. Maybe not so well on the mic because CJ's got that part down. So you don't need to be a good speaker. You just need to be a good fighter and possibly hook Lance Archer and... um, Jack Perry, I think those would probably be three good options. But I didn't even think about uh, CJ managing a woman. That's very, very interesting. So I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what happens with this one. So Griff Garrison is on Ring of Honor a lot. And he's currently, uh, Maria is scouting him. So there is something there. I like the idea of somebody talking for Jack Perry. I wish that would have happened in London. Um, (laughs) You know, so... We carry on here, though, because we go from all this drama to the Bang Bang Gang, my favorite part of any show at this point, because these four guys are just obnoxious and amazing and perfect. We got Juice Robinson defeating the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels, and he has taken Adam Copeland's suggestions, and he is calling himself the Stray Bullet, and I want to put that out there first because that is a banging nickname. Uh, he defeats Danielson with the juices loose. Danielson, I don't think he's won. Uh, Danielson, sorry. Daniels hasn't won anything since like early AEW in this, sh- in this uh, promotion. So that is what it is. But I think the magic here happens after because uh, Jay White gets down on one knee. The proposal, he, Robert. He the pro- proposal. Uh, it's so beautiful. He proposes to juice. Uh, Juice says yes, he takes the ring and then he knocks out Daniels with it. It's it's a, a beautiful moment. I'm sure many, many individuals across the globe were jealous at that moment. But then Juice says, I don't need this ring. It was $24.99 at TJ Maxx. But he might want to take Maxwell Jacob Friedman's Dynamite Diamond Ring by entering the Battle Royal this Wednesday on Dynamite. First of all, Radian, how'd you feel when you saw the proposal? Oh my God, I as if I wasn't already on cloud nine because of CJ Perry's promo. And we got that little teaser for Danhausen that he's coming back. Also super excited about that. But man, the Jay White proposal, this was for the girlies. And I am a thousand percent here for it. Also, I didn't have um, Juice being a Maxinista on my bingo card, but I don't hate it. He was like $24, TJ Maxx, I'm here for it. Somebody's got to cut that up and add that to the TJ Maxx commercial. I absolutely am here for it. And I know he is from Joliet, Illinois, but you can go ahead and say that he's from Chicago. Chicago claims Juice Robinson. We love Juice. So I give permission for next time he, he can say he's from Chicago. Uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I love the proposal. It was very, it was just so cute. It was so cute, Robert. <laughs> that's essentially, that's the brand. They do very cute, yeah. annoying bad guy things. And it really works as they're just trying to take everything away from Max. And I'm going to make a prediction here. I think this might be the year Max actually loses the diamond ring. I think he's losing everything close to him until he actually loses the triple B. But I think he's going to lose the ring this year. I think Juice is a damn fine contender because that is that is so good. And 
a nice way to bounce back from a segment that wasn't really received well on Wednesday with something really fun here tonight. Yeah. I enjoyed it at least. But speaking of the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal, Dustin Rhodes cut a promo. He hasn't been in the ring since July for this company. And he cut a promo saying he's back yeah. and he wants the ring and then he wants the world title. Uh, do you think Dustin Rhodes has a chance of winning this battle royal? No. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's, yeah, it's it's not happening. I'm so sorry, Dustin. I absolutely love you, but it's not happening. Um, I'm I am excited to see him, you know, back in in the ring and hopefully being featured more in AEW, especially because we have time and space now with Collision, and I think that the Collision might be a good spot for him. Who knows? But yeah, I don't think that he's gonna get that diamond ring. What are you thinking, Robert? I well, I think honestly, it belongs to Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. But I love the passion that Dustin showed in this promo because at 54 years old and with an iconic character like Goldust, Dustin could do a WWE run. He could do the convention circuit. He really doesn't need to be pouring his heart out on camera like this. And he's still showing that he is one of the best on the mic and when he needs to be in the ring. So it was cool to see Dustin get that spotlight. He will return in Houston I know it's foolish to bid against a Rhodes in Texas, but I think <laughs> Bullet Club Gold has the diamond diamond ring held up to it's for them. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting that you brought up that you think that Max is that this is the year or this next couple months is where he's gonna lose everything because he technically already lost Adam Cole, right? So if the next thing would be that he loses that ring, well then what's he got left? The championship. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Yes, and guys, as uh, Drew Nicholas points out in the chat, send us your Humper Chats. We do enjoy a good Humper Chat on a Saturday night. And, you know, now we're going to go from a wily veteran like Dustin Rhodes to Nick Wayne, who's just found out that he's got to do a sit-down interview with Jim Ross and his mother. First Wait. of all, he was very angry about that. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He's not in contact with his mom. He doesn't, you know, answer text messages. I guess after turning heel. Yeah. But very awkward for Jr. to be put in the Doctor Phil position of having to kind of mediate these familial issues. Yeah. I, I don't envy him at all. I am looking forward to this. Yeah. I, I imagine it's going to be very personal, very deep. What do you think is going to happen here? I feel like it's giving very much uh, catch me outside vibes. So if you remember that Dr. Phil interview with that girl, I, what is it? Bad, bad baby or something. But that's what the energy that Nick Wayne is giving. So I fully expect this to be a hot mess. And I fully expect Christian to come out in a segment and like hit on Nick Wayne's mom at some point. So I'm excited for this. It, it honestly, Doctor Phil did give us a uh, bad baby and the uh, the catching outside meme. I could see Nick Wayne doing that. I would like it if the entire time uh, Nick Wayne's mom's phone is just going off because it's Christian Cage sending very very inappropriate DMs. Like, like the phone, yep. <laughs> yeah, just constant buzzing, constant notification sounds. It is going to be weird. I, I do feel like it's maybe a little too much drama for AEW are we supposed to do we get invested in Nick Wayne's mom now as a character like I... listen if this becomes a storyline with Christian I'm all about it 
you know, I'm here for the soap opera-esque vibes that this would be giving. But very interesting that they're choosing to involve Nick Wayne's mom because we've seen her a lot ringside. um, And she had a very, very strong reaction to Nick turning on Darby. So I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I'm, I'm excited to see where this is going. And honestly, I'm excited for Nick Wayne in general because he's only 18 years old. He just graduated high school, like in June, and he's on TV with legends already. And what were you doing the month after you graduated from high school? Honestly, I don't remember. It was <laughs> honestly don't remember. But like, yeah, that's you know that's what I was thinking. We'll talk about this more once we get to to the end of the show. But you can already say at 18 as a wrestler, you got speared by Edge by Adam Copeland. Like, there's no way, and you're being mentored by Christian. That's he's already so many years above a lot of these veterans. So it's, it's just insane. The reality is Nick Wayne was never even alive when edge and Christian were a tag team. By the time he was born, Christian cage was well on his way to TNA wrestling. Like that's how young he is. And that's the wisdom he's getting the chance to be surrounded by. And I'm excited to see what he ends up, creating once he you know absorbs all this energy and wisdom around him because right now you know nick wayne he's he's slightly green Mm -hmm. but he is also very athletic yeah and you know guys if you need some athletic greens in your life i think we got the deal for you athleticgreens.com slash fightful man this is my go-to supplement my go-to multivitamin but it's so much more than a multivitamin by the way you want to be drinking your multivitamin it absorbs a lot better i take one scoop of ag1 from athleticgreens.com slash fightful put it in my eight ounces of water drink it down and i'm good to go i got a multivitamin that, that covers so much minerals probiotics that's why you never see me getting sick you got your adaptogens antioxidants you've got a digestive enzyme they all work together for a stronger foundation for your health free one-year supply of vitamin d3 and k2 plus five free travel packs when you use athleticgreens.com slash fightful by the way it also helps recovery so if you've had a tough workout this athleticgreens.com slash fightful ag1 product is really going to help you out they've got doctors they've got endurance athletes people with ph D's the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. To anyone who's annoyed by that wonderfully seamless transition, that's what you get when I'm on the show. Um, (laughs) Transition. It was all about his greens. And if you guys want to send your green over to us, make sure you send a Humphrey chat, a super chat. Love to see it. Here we are. We do love to see it. And we would love your comments on screen. So yeah, get those Humphrey chats in. But then we go to another young man who has got a great future ahead of him. Kyle Fletcher. Mark Davis sadly got hurt at Wrestle Dream. So Kyle's on his own again. He defeats Boulder, who may or may not be an ass boy in his own world. But Kyle gets him in the Dragon Sleeper. Great win for him. I, If I'm honest, it was a solid win. I want to talk about the promo he cut after in a vignette. Because Iridian 
We're getting Kyle Fletcher versus Kenny Omega in what I dare say might be the TV match of the year. And this dude is already coming off a banger with Danielson from Collision a couple weeks ago. You know, I, out of all the names that I thought he could have said, Kenny Omega was definitely not on my list. As soon as he mentioned Kenny's name, I gasped. I said, Kyle, it was nice to know you because Kenny Omega, there's there's no one like Kenny Omega. And this is going to be just so, so good. Like the match that Kyle had tonight, it was great. You know, he showed off his strength and Nigel was hilarious on commentary. He literally just takes me out every single time he says something. But Kyle against Kenny Omega is going to be a banger. It's going to be so good. Yeah, I'm seeing some comments here saying, you know, take my money. It's going to slap. Yeah, this is this is the kind of thing you want from your AEW, or at least I do, where it's, you know, you have the best athletes in the world. Let's see them go bell to bell. Kyle Fletcher, if he can put on a banger with Omega right after one with Danielson, I think he's got a bright, bright future. And he might solidify a place in the Don Callis family, because remember, there is that relationship there. Maybe he gets a win over Kenny Omega. Wheeler Yuta's got one. Why can't Kyle? These are the questions I have going into this. I'm looking forward to this match almost more than anything on Dynamite. And I think it's going to be amazing. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be so, so good. And do I think Kyle's going to pick up a win against Kenny Omega? Who knows? That all depends on if Don Callis and the family come out. Because if Takeshita comes out, who knows? Literally anything can happen when it comes to Don Callis. And the hate that he has for Kenny Omega is literally so strong. I've never seen anything like it. That there is a possibility that Kyle could come out with the win next week. I, I think there's a strong possibility. And you know, good for Don Callis for just building this strong family yeah. around him. He's building this Last Supper painting who I, I hope we get to see filled out completely with his new family. But speaking of family, the acclaimed is sort of like your fun makeshift family. And they're, they're a little worried about Max Caster, who's a little aggressive, stocky with mm-hmm. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And we've seen it online for months, if not years, yeah. but now it's coming to TV and Billy and Anthony are like, hey, you gotta, you gotta stop. This is, this is weird. <laughs> They try to coach him through uh, how to talk to people with Renee, and he ends up asking about her oral sessions, and it just it doesn't it doesn't go well. What did, what did you think of poor Max Caster here, Iridian? Poor Max, he is coming off too strong, you know. But I am all here for the acclaimed with their dating tips with Daddy Ass. I think. That's money. If that could be like a little segment of like how to how to date or how to, you know, find find somebody, I think that would definitely work. But Max, you got to tone it down a little bit. And Anthony Bowens was like, all right, you know, we're just going to practice this and say the first thing that comes to your mind. And he's like, wait, never mind. Hey, guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s. Still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. 
and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Let's backtrack and reel it in. Just think about something nice. And that's what he comes up with? Like the oral sessions? Please, sir. I mean, he's a fan of her podcast. Yes, it's called The Sessions Now, but she did openly. It started out as the oral sessions because, you know, you use your mouth to talk. And he was just asking about the progression of her podcast. I think Max is trying. He's trying very, very hard. And, you know, one thing you got to understand is he sees an opening here. MJF is vulnerable. His best friend is is gone. He's gone through some heartbreak this year. He's seen it. He's like, oh, my God, maybe now is the time to shoot my shot. As we get a comment here from Kylie that brings up the fact that I am on the Collision Review. I am. And maybe I'll be on more of these. And I always appreciate the Super Chats. Keep getting your Super Chats in. but. I I feel for Max Caster because I think we've all been there. We've all been, you know, we've all had that crush that maybe it's just a little too one-sided. Yeah. Thank God he's got the acclaim, the real event. And you know what was interesting about this besides the the bad uh, trying to flirt on Max's side is that Daddy Ass was like, all right, Max, well, if that's important to you or if helping out MJF is important to you, then it's important to us, which I'm like, hmm, interesting because you have – Bullet Club Gold going after MJF. But now if he's backed up by the acclaimed and daddy ass, that could be a little something, right? I feel like that just opens up a new, just a bunch of new situations that could happen. And that's that's kind of cool. There's a lot of daddy issues across the aisle there because you've got the guns and daddy ass. You've got uh, Max Caster who may or may not call MJF daddy in his sleep. We don't know. And then uh, daddy magic shows up. And then, and then daddy magic shows up because the daddy energy is radiating on the Saturday night Iridian. And basically daddy magic says, we're taking those trios titles from you in Memphis, Tennessee, the home of Elvis. And we later find out that it's not going to be on collision, but it will be on the subsequent battle of the belts. 
that'll follow Collision. So what do you think happens here? I got to be honest. I don't see the acclaimed losing it. They have custom titles. But I do love me uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. So if they're going to go in that direction, I, I wouldn't mind that. This is going to be one of the funniest matches ever, okay? This is just going to be so good. Daniel Garcia is going to get like a 15-minute dance time. Max Cast is probably going to have the longest rap yet. And it's just going to be nonstop fun. I am here for this match. Do I think that Daddy Ass and Cool Hand Edge are going to take the titles? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The belts are too beautiful to be painted back just to the original. There's just no way. Acclaimed has to say champions for like, what, like a year? They just got those titles. Yeah, they did just get those titles. I do see, they said 48 days. I think they've got at least another 48 in their system before they give up the belts. Just but, 48? There's way yeah, more, Robert. I, I think at least you got the 48 because there's a lot of great trios. There's the Hung Bucks. There's, uh, you know... Bullet Club Gold, there's a lot of great teams there. But this is going to be so much fun. Uh, Daddy Magic's going to be asking who wants a taste, and God knows how Max Caster's going to take that. I'm genuinely looking forward to what they pull off in Memphis. That and the scissoring? Scissoring, thrusting, tasting, there's a lot to be expected in this match, and it should be a lot of fun. But then we carry on with Collision as... Chris Statlander defeats Sky Blue, a very different Sky Blue for the TBS championship. And Sky Blue got misted by Julia Hart, and she's not taking it well. She's clearly becoming uh, uh, consumed by the power of the mist. I have been waiting to talk about this, Robert. I've been talking about this probably for a week. And Miss Julia... She doesn't even know what she's done, right? So Sky's makeup has been dark these past couple times that we've seen her. And you can tell a lot by a woman's makeup, Robert. You can tell what she's feeling, what she's gone through, maybe something that happened in her day. But my theory is that Miss Julia is starting her own house, okay? The House of Hearts. And Sky Blue is going to be the very first member that she's going to recruit based off of Sky's makeup. And commentary did kind of mention it a couple times so that also made me really think that that's going somewhere because not only was sky blue missed it but also willow's thrown into that mix too so if julia is starting her own faction while being in a faction that's the ultimate cult-like stuff and i am here for it i can only this can only mean good things it feels like a witch's coven it feels like hearts hex girls i don't know if they go with that or you know <laughs> we we've got We've got Sky Blue, who's definitely taking effect. Willow's got a little more positivity, and she seems to be fighting it off better. But Sky Blue is just full-blown being absorbed by the mist. And I do think Julia knows what she's done. Mm -hmm. Because Julia knew she'd be taking some time off. So she said, I need to continue spreading the power here. And maybe the house always wins. Maybe Julia kind of takes over the house. And it becomes its own thing under Julia. I'm very much looking forward to this, but this match in general was a great match between two homegrown AEW women, and I love seeing them get that time on this show. Unfortunately for Sky Blue, Statlander does get the win with Saturday Night Fever. Um, 
Statlander goes to shake her hand and Sky doesn't go for it. And Willow comes down to try to tend to Sky because they're both going through this thing together. And Statlander didn't seem too pleased with that. What do you think of the match? And what do you think? Where are we going next? Yeah, man. Chris is just so amazing. I absolutely love her. She's so powerful. That blue thunderbomb is so fantastic. I oh, it's it's so good. But man, I think that this might be the best match that I have seen Sky Blue have so far. And just because she lost doesn't mean that she didn't look absolutely fantastic during this match. I think that this is a new side of Sky that we haven't seen. It's a little bit more aggressive and I think it works because like I said, I think this is the best match that I've seen her in. What did you think about Sky? I thought Sky is I think her progression in general has been phenomenal. And I think this next wrinkle to her character where she can be more than just the bubbly pop punk girl from Chicago, I think she'll be able to tap into something really special. And if you watch AEW with RJ City, you know she's as a child burned a boy in a church. So this yeah. isn't necessarily out of her wheelhouse. And I want to see if they play with that fire, but figuratively and literally a little bit as we build this new uh, layer of the House of Black. But then we go from that to we got a video package with Roosh and LFI. I liked this a lot because... This is a great faction. Roosh is great. Andrade is great. I don't know. We haven't seen Andrade here. I would assume he's there because he is LFI. But what are you thinking of Roosh? What are you thinking of LFI now that they're back from their uh, excursion to Mexico? Finally, I've been waiting. It's been weeks, Senor Roosh. Like, I, <laughs> I, every week, I'm like, man, he needs to come back already, especially when Andrade was getting beat up weekly. I'm like, sir. I know there's a faction backstage that can help you and they had not been helping him. So I hope that they are really a prominent feature in collision now that they brought up Roosh because he was like, all right, if you're going to be part of LFI, you need to be badass. You need to be otherworldly. Like it, it was so good. And I'm very, very excited because this could only mean that we're going to have banger matches coming up. Like it's going to be so good. Roosh is so good. Uh, I think Drelistico uh, is so good. Uh, Preston Vance, I actually think he had a little bit more with the Dark Order, but I think there's a lot of meat on that bone still. And, you know, I'm really excited to see where this goes. And Jose, the assistant, and that is his birth name. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really think he's one of the underrated characters on the show. Yeah. But uh, catching up with some super chats here. Ronald Hollick says, Julia Hart, Sky Blue, and Willow as AEW's The Craft. Ooh. Well, what do you think of that? The Craft? I, Interesting. No, it has to It has to be the, the what, what did I say? The, the House, House of, of Heart. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. And then we got, we got a super chat from the great podcast, Wrestling Windown. I know you know a lot about Wrestling Windown. You are featured quite often. And we also got a super chat here saying it's Princesses of the Black Throne. I don't hate Princesses of the Black Throne. I think there's something there. I think there's maybe a Maleficent vibe you go with here. I don't know. 
I can see it. I like where this is going. I like that we have storylines for women. I think uh, women's wrestling across the board in wrestling, especially AEW, could be picked up quite a lot. So I'm glad to see, you know, this is happening. And uh, Wrestling Guy Nat says, we're doing great. And Lo is always doing great herself. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for LFI. I'm very excited for what that means for the Faction Wars, LFI BCC, oh LFI Elite. So, you know, there, there's a lot of meat on that bone. I want to see it happen. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And once uh, Penta and, and Ray and, and Pac get back together, that house is also going to be just so good. There's so many endless possibilities that this new faction being involved can only mean better things for that's right that's right because the faction warfare is strong in AEW, and i think it's only going to continue to get stronger as we go on and speaking of getting stronger as we go on keith lee poor poor turbo floyd i i'll say this i might be the biggest outrunners stan in wrestling let alone wrestling media i think these guys are tremendous i think they have a ton of character but uh Character don't get you much of anything because Keith Lee just uh, hit Spirit Bomb and that was uh, about it for my boy Turbo Floyd. Turbo was on, but it was for the other guy and I feel really, really bad for Turbo Floyd. What do you think about Keith Lee? Where's he going next? I have no idea what we're going to do with Keith Lee. But actually, this match lasted longer than I thought that it would. There was one point where I was like, oh man, we're still going here? Okay, and then that's when... <laughs> Uh, Keith Lee picked up the win and I'm like oh that that seems right but very interesting choice to just have Keith Lee come out and just have these really short matches they were mentioning um who were they they were mentioning someone on commentary I, I forgot who it was but I have literally no idea what they're gonna keep doing with with Keith Lee after this uh, it was uh, Shane Taylor promotions was watching yes so yes. that's another one of those like in order to get that, you need to be watching more of ROH. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the separation would do some good just because, you know, they're I don't know if there's enough of a crossover with the audience as they want it to be. But yeah, yeah I do think Shane Taylor growing his group with Moriarty, with Lee Johnson, maybe as we saw in the last episode of Ring of Honor, you know, Shane Taylor versus Keith Lee would be great. Or Keith Lee saying, All right, let's work together and then that group coming into AEW, there is still a lot of meat on the bone. I am glad to see Keith Lee going because I still think he's got so much to offer the business. Dude, uh, one of the last clips we have of Vince McMahon saying anything positive on camera is of him saying to Keith Lee, look at what I've got here. And I, I think anyone who doesn't look at Keith Lee and see a star is missing the point. And hopefully he does continue climbing back up the ladder. Yeah. But... We also had Tony Schiavone announced Sting's going to be on Dynamite. He's yeah. going to address the audience. What do you think Sting says? Oh, man. Sting could say a lot of things. And it's really interesting that he's going to have his own little segment. He's going to address the AEW crowd. And last time we saw him, you know, he what he shook hands with Edge or Adam Copeland. So what's going on there? I literally have no idea. What do you think is going to happen? I'm war. I'm a little worried that we might be getting the you beginning. Think he's gonna retire? I don't think he's going to retire right then and there, but I think we might be starting to set that in motion. I hope not, because Sting is amazing, and he did just, you know, unite with Adam Copeland 
and Darby Allen, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope to see him say, you know what, Darby and I are undefeated as a tag team. That's what I would like to say for him to say is Darby and I are undefeated as a tag team, and we're going for the tag team titles. But I'm fantasy booking, and I, I have a feeling his comments will be more along the lines of, hey, I'm realizing that I'm running out of energy, and we need to finish this strong. Yeah. You know, but I I love when Sting's on Dynamite. I hope Tony Schiavone interviews him just to say it's Sting. Tony Schiavone was on the call for this entire show. What do you think of that? As that opposed was, to the two-man team. That was fun. I liked Tony's uh, banter with the other two commentators. And it was just nice to have three because I feel like sometimes with the two, it's like, okay, you know, you got Nigel and you got Kelly. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I hope that this keeps happening, that we get three people. Yeah, and I will say, even though I know modern day JR takes some flack, I think this role where he just calls the main event of Collision is pretty perfect for him. And guys, we are going to get into that main event. So if you do want to send some super chats about Danielson versus Christian or anything AEW or anything Fightful related, I would suggest you get those in now because uh, already in, we, we get into this main event. And it's one of those things where if you sat down and told someone, yeah, like five years ago, neither one of these individuals were cleared to compete and they're out there having this banger main event, Brian Danielson, Christian Cage for the TNT championship. Easily my favorite match of the night. Some great near falls. There was a moment where Christian hit a spear and an unprettier. And I really thought, or sorry, a kill switch. And I really thought, my God, they're going to let him beat Danielson clean. Danielson kicks out. Danielson hits the psycho knee at like 9.59. And I'm like, oh, I think it's over. I think Danielson might be the champion. We don't get that. We get a nasty uh, wrist locks uh, body slam on the apron. You know, it's just a great match between two all-time pros. What did you think of this match before we get into the finish and all of the crazy stuff that happened after the match? Yeah, I have very minimal notes on this match because this was one that I was like really watching and it was just so entertaining. I feel like if you saw this, you really couldn't take your eyes off of it because it was just so, so good. And man, it really didn't disappoint as the main event, because like I said, in the beginning of the show, like the end of the show ended the same way that it began as a complete, complete hot mess. But man, Christian with that spear and Nigel on commentary was like with the move that he made famous. I was like, what? Which is so good. Cause <laughs> Christian doing the spear is probably one of the most egregious things in all of wrestling. Cause he only does it cause edge retires and then it becomes a staple move of his, but uh, you know, Danielson, I really thought he had it with the Busaiko knee, but damn it outcomes. He gets him in the label lock. He can't complete it cause the arm is too hurt and outcomes big bill to distract the ref. They weren't banned. You see, everybody else was. Big Bill and Ricky Starks were not. Big Bill distracts the ref. Ricky Starks comes in with like a drive-by title shot and just completely flatlines on the outside of the ring so nobody can even see that he was there. Christian gets the one, two, three. And then out comes FTR. Out comes Adam Copeland. Out come Nick Wayne. Luchasaurus. All hell breaks loose. They left the baby in the ring to take the damage again. They left the poor boy. He is 18 years old. He wasn't even alive before <laughs> Edge held the money in the bank briefcase. They left the baby in the ring 
basically to die already. And he took every finisher and he took a spear and everybody's hot going into next week's collision. What'd you think? What do you think we see out of this? Do we get an eight man tag? I know uh, dynamite had, you know, some interactions with uh, mogul embassy and BCC and these guys. Do we get just a 12 man? What do you, what do you think we're getting out of this? Cause it's just crazy. We're definitely going to get a tag match. And I feel like those titles are going to be on the line. It's probably going to be FTR versus Ricky and Big Bill versus Christian and either Luchasaurus or Nick Wayne and another another tag team. Probably, I don't know, Edge, find somebody. Literally anything could happen. Probably with the securities will probably also be part of that tag match. It's going to be insane and everything with big bill and ricky happened so fast i didn't even see when ricky hit danielson i actually thought ricky got hit because he like threw himself on the floor sir this was so dramatic it was so crazy i loved it i mean ricky is the embodiment of smooth criminal like he this dude flew in smashed danielson with the belt and just said i'm out i mean (laughs) I I love me everybody that is here. I want to see more of this. I love that honestly. I mean, for whatever you want to say about the edge to you know CM Punk replacement, they really have slotted uh, Adam Copeland in perfectly where uh, CM Punk was, including with FTR and Sting and Darby. I think this has been great for me so far. I've enjoyed it. I know that you know everybody is kind of doing their own things and it's a bit haywire right now but i think collision's finding its groove i think ricky's finding his groove and i think it won't be long before we're talking about ricky starks as a singles champion but before then he's clearly got a couple of matches with guys like adam copeland and brian danielson who he's already had some banger matches with i don't know i love everything here genuinely this is the kind of stuff i like there's so many pieces of the puzzle at play and i just can't wait to see what happens next yeah uh yeah you mentioned ricky starks there and this is something that we talk about every week on the collision post show is that ricky starks does not get enough praise that you know he really should have been champion a couple times by now you know or he should have had a very prominent reign but now that he is a tag team champion with big bill i hope that we're in that direction for a singles run because we have seen in the past that Ricky has said hey I haven't been getting these opportunities and the opportunities that I have been getting I've really been just really working hard and trying to go with it and making the best of any sad situation that I can and Ricky Starks is a star he is a staple of AEW not just collision of AEW in general so I would hope that now as an Owen Hart tournament winner he's the champion and now as a tag team champion with big bill that this only leads to an aew championship run in the i I think at some point even though they're allies right now we will see ricky starks against christian cage Mm -hmm. for the tnt championship we got uh alexander fitzgerald here saying ricky starks should be the international champion Ricky Starks can be all the champions, honestly. Yeah, I, Ricky Starks for all the champions is a movement I can get behind. We got one here from Ronald Hollick that says, give me Young Bucks, FTR, Claudio, 
Wheeler, Claudia Wheeler, and Ricky Starks and Big Bill in a fatal four-way ladder match. I mean, like that speaks to my soul personally. <laughs> like I, I would love to see that, and I'd love to see Claudia and Wheeler get the win. Quite frankly, because oh. I think they, I think Wheeler deserves more gold in general. I think Wheeler Yuta is underrated. Absolutely, Robert, you and I are on the same page. Absolutely, Yuta also all the gold. BCC all the gold. Ricky Starks all the gold here for it and nigel on commentary yeah i mean i mean obviously young bucks do have the shot for full gear because they won the match at wrestle dream but i think i think there's some other teams in here that deserve a shot and bcc being one of them i, I still want to see my danielson mox tag team that's how bcc started i still want to see some of that you know i really think that there's so much untapped potential here. But Big Bill and Ricky Starks being able to win their first gold together, like recognize gold because Big Bill's never been champion before this. And Ricky Starks was FTW champion, not fully recognized, but you know, that is what it is. I like what Collision is doing, building new stars. And, you know, guys, I think that that kind of wraps us up here. I've liked doing this. I know this was a bit of a shorter episode, but I, I'm really enjoying where Collision is. And Iridian, I, I enjoy seeing you all the time. So tell the people where they can find you. Tell them all about Rest Friends. Tell them about everything you're doing. Yes, you guys can head over to YouTube where we have a lot of content on Rest Friends. And that's unboxings of, of Wheeler Yuta action figures. I'm currently... Um, making the AEW trios tag title, the pink ones. So it's going to be so good. That's our next video that's coming out. And you can find me every Saturday here on the Collision Post Show on Fightful. So make sure that you follow me at Iridian underscore Fiero on Twitter and TikTok. And you can find all of my stuff there. But Robert, where can our Fightful fam find you? I mean, of course, you know, here, but where else? You find me everywhere at Dude Felice. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. DudeFelice.com coming soon. That's not a joke. There's a website in the works. Um, you can just find me everywhere. But most importantly, guys, follow the website. Follow Fightful. Follow Fightful Select. Yep. Follow what Sean's doing every week to bring you the most legit, up-to-date pro wrestling news. The best $5 a month, $54 a year. It really is some of the best stuff in all of wrestling media. Follow, you know, what Jeremy Lambert's got going on and everything we've got for you and the great team at Fightful. And I assume that I will not be back here next week as your regularly scheduled awesome team of Riccuccino, Cresta, and Iridian will be back here with a three-way breakdown. But I did enjoy being here. I enjoyed working with Iridian. And until next time, we're out. Bye.